Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? And his disciples were missing it again. They weren't seeing the complete picture. He came to Israel first, but he also came for the Gentiles. And so I love this because Jesus sees that his disciples aren't getting it again. And so you know what he does? He decides he's going to make a quick pit stop. And I just love this. Now, humor me for a second, but little things like this tickle me in Scripture because Jesus is looking at his disciples. You can just see him looking at his disciples. (sighs) They still don't get it. And so what he's going to do is he's going to make a quick pit stop along the way to their next destination. And it's so amazing because in verse 9 and 10 it says this, Now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away, immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanutha. So Jesus gets in the boat and says, Guys, let's go. I got something real quick to show you. And then look at this in verse 11 and 12. He stops at this place, and on cue... Pharisee comes out to accost Jesus. (laughs) Could you imagine? Just think about this. Jesus is like, well, okay, get in the boat, guys. I want to show you something. He goes to this little port, stops, and just waits for the the Jewish leaders to come out and accost him. That's literally what happens. Look at this. Then the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. But he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. He takes his disciples. They pull up to this, Pharise- this, this little port. These Pharisees come out and accost him like they always do with their leaven, with their pride, being all puffed up. And they're like, oh yeah, you, you, you say that you're one thing. Well, give us a sign. Show us who you really are. See, they were looking with their physical eyes. They wanted physical miracles to prove who Jesus was. They couldn't rely on faith. They couldn't rely on the spirit. They didn't have spiritual eyes to see. And Jesus is showing his disciples, look at this example. And we know they would never receive a sign except the sign of the cross, which they'd reject. But I, it also breaks my heart that it says Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit. You know, Jesus is God incarnate. He established Israel for this very journey. He established Israel not only for the sake of Israel, but to be a light to the Gentiles. And yet how many religious leaders in Israel missed it? Most of them, if not almost all of them. So he sighed deeply because they wanted physical proof. Again, the only sign they ever got was the cross. But he didn't take them on that pit stop. Jesus didn't take those 12 disciples on the pit stop just to to cause judgment to come on these Pharisees who came out and accosted him. Again, he was trying to teach them something. He was trying to get his disciples to overcome the Pharisaical mindset And you know, if we can do anything today, my challenge, my hope would be this. Overcome any kind of pharisaical mindset in your own life. 
Any area of your life where you think you're better or smarter or, you know, you're somehow superior to anyone else, overcome that because the true, true love is what? Denying self for the benefit of others. You know, too many of us have become gassy windbags. I know in my own life, you know, I used to just love winning arguments. And then God broke my heart one day and said this, they don't, they don't really care what you know, just tell them who you know. And it really broke my heart because I, I truly, God started showing me, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. Knowledge puffs up, just like leaven. It doesn't matter how many arguments you can win. Just tell them about me. Other things will come up. The scripture will come up. Quote the verses, do all that. But just tell them who you know, not what you know. And that's the gospel in a nutshell. But Jesus is showing his disciples that they aren't to be hypocrites. They're not to be religious hypocrites. And then look at this. In verse 13 we read, And he left them, and getting in the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So he's warning them, and what are the disciples going to do? They're going to be thinking with their stomachs. He's telling them about the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, these puffed up people who think they're grandiose and better than everyone else and smarter than everyone else. And they think the Gentiles are the fuel for hell and they're somehow better. And these, these disciples are just like you and me. They don't get it. Look at this, verse 16. And they reason among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread <laughs> that he's talking about leaven? At this point, I'm just going to say, it's safe to say, Jesus probably shook his head or rolled his eyes. I'm just saying. Could you imagine? Here's what I want to ask you today. How many times has Jesus rolled his eyes at you and at me? How many times has he just shook his head and said, oh, son, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. He just wants us to understand. The Lord just wants us to understand that so many times we're just so stubborn or we get so caught up. You know, he's teaching us a lesson and all of a sudden we get caught up in the physical. He's trying to teach us something spiritual and we're like, oh, you know, he's trying to teach you, you know, to have faith and you're, all you're worried about is, I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill, you know, or whatever it is. When all he wants us to do is just trust him. Just have faith. Believe that he is who he says he is. And I love this because that's exactly what Jesus is trying to do with his disciples and really us. And you can almost hear the heartache in Jesus' reply to them. In verses 17 through 21, Jesus is crying out to them in a way and to each of us. And he says this, But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, 12. He's trying to get them to see what these signs are, what these spiritual things mean. That is talking about Israel. He was feeding Israelites. How many baskets? 12. Also, when I broke seven for the 4,000, those Gentiles, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven, completion. It should have been a lesson they understood. But then look at what Jesus says in verse 21. So he said to them, how is it you do not understand? 
You know, the scripture is full of spiritual things. The scripture is full of these things, these signs, these types, these, these shadows, these things that you only understand if you discern them spiritually. And yet, how many of us are caught up in the physical? How many of us could he say the same thing? How is it you do not understand? You're not better than anyone else. There's nobody who's created to be the, the fire of hell. Go out and reach the lost. How many times in our lives has Jesus just looked at us and said, how, how is it you just don't understand what I'm teaching you? All of us have that. Because all of us have a little bit of a hardness of heart that we need to get rid of. We need to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees that puffs up. We need to definitely be aware that we can become gassy windbags. And if, if you don't remember anything else today, I, I just pray you understand that when I say gassy windbag, you know, um, that it reminds you that we aren't to be hypocrites, that we aren't to be religious hypocrites, that we're to remember who we really are and who we're called to be, that we're to have the eyes of our Savior. We're to have spiritual eyes, not natural eyes. Get your eyes off this world. Get your eyes off of everyone else. Focus on your King and what he's called you to do. And as we get ready to prepare for communion, I think that's a good thing to, to really reconcile in our own hearts. And if you're new here, just understand we do communion every week. And I believe it, it, it doesn't have to be done every week. I don't think the, the scripture demands it. But I would say this, we do it every week for a purpose. Number one is to commune with each other. It's the community of God coming together, praising the Lord and remembering what he did for us. Secondly, it's a challenge it's a challenge to each of us to get our hearts and our minds right before the Lord and to remember what he did for us and also to recognize what's coming. The Lord's coming soon. You know, we talked a little bit on New Year's Day about some of the prophetic events, and I'll get into more of that as we go along. But here's the thing. We know that we are going to drink that cup with him once again in his kingdom. And that can't be far off. Just look at the world. Look at the events of the world. If nothing else, it ought to spur you on in the, in the hope of the gospel. It ought to provoke you to preach the gospel because you don't want anybody you know or care about to be left behind of what's coming. The tribulation, Jesus described it as the worst time the world has ever known and no flesh would survive unless it was cut short. That doesn't sound fun. So recognize that and understand the days we live and may it provoke you to preach the gospel like never before. But as we prepare for communion, let us get our hearts ready. If you have bitterness, if you have leaven in your own heart, if you have sin in your own life, just get rid of it. Just get right before the Lord right now. And if you're a non-believer, I always tell you, look, communion is not for the non-believer, but today it can be for you because your first act of belief can be coming and celebrating communion with us as a believer, and then come pray with me after, and we'll, we'll talk, and we'll get you some resources. But as we prepare for communion, get your heart ready. Get your mind ready. Father God, thank you for this time. Pour out your spirit upon this beautiful act of communion, Lord, that we get to come together, and we get to celebrate what you've done for us. And God, that we get to look forward to a beautiful new kingdom with new bodies where we will never be sick again and where our hearts will never be hardened again. God, we just praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.